Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And as we're talking about our mastery, we are talking about the great transformation that is indeed underway. This is a time of beautiful self-empowerment, creating healthy boundaries, enhanced self-expression, and as my guest today likes to call it, intelligent discernment, clairvoyant Althea Provost is laser-like in her focus and what she sees in the higher self of all of her clients, and she is here today to share on a beautiful experience that we shared together in the Crystal Vortex of Arkansas and also Stargate Technology. This is technology within us. She is accessing it. And she's here to share us how we can access it, too. Althea, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Welcome back to the show. This is such a treat, Loren, to be with you and to share this adventure uh, with your audience and also the some of the ventures that um, are hopefully on the call or will be on the replay. So I want to say hello to all of them. And, and all, as always, hello to all starseeds. This is really a call for all starseeds and starseeds awakening and taking action. This is your personal journey. You are really here to work with the starseeds, activate the starseeds, and oh boy, we're going to talk about that beautiful trip, and I do see Renee on the line. We want to hear from her. You can raise your hand, Renee. We'd love to have you chat, and any other from that group who um, were with us, please share as well. What I want to say is this group and this gathering made me see things about this entire movement of consciousness in the evolution of consciousness. So many times when we're in our, let's say, everyday world and we shared this information that we love to speak about on a show like this, and we just would like to speak about it and learn about it and talk about it all day long. We can't always do that in our everyday world. But when we get together, 
like we did. This was a group of 14 women, and all of these women can share in conversation and are like-minded. That is so beautiful. No matter who one voted for for president, we all agreed on the same thing. And this is a movement underway that is too large to be uh, stopped. Althea, can you talk a little bit about this? This was a powerful group and a case in point as to why more gatherings with like-minded people are so powerful. So when I created a template for an adventure, I'm really listening. It's like a two-way conversation. It's between me and my higher self. And, well, it's my higher self, so there's me, and then, of course, my higher self. And then within that, there is usually the ET realm, those that are bringing together star, star seeds for their next level of awareness, initiation, and activation. So those are the three templates in which I build from. And when I'm going through the template or creating the spaces and places that were to go, I'm really holding space, a heart-centered template for everyone to get something that they need for their next state of evolution. So it's a lot of work. It's feeling, direct, consciously feeling each moment that I'm about to create and discerning which ones will be the most advantageous for a group and this is before I know who's coming so this is really working with that higher level future forward moment okay I know these these people are coming I I knew it was going to be a group of women and I was once again creating the various days for everyone to go through initiations then have some downtime and then you know some integration time that type of thing and then full pow wow and full pow wow for me is when you have an experience that will take you out of ordinary and into extraordinary and what i mean by that is that's the divine intelligence working through each person at the level and capacity that they can handle it and at the level of capacity in which they can express it. Mm-hmm. So during meditation when we were there, I had heard um, you're going to have a contact-like experience. The next day, Casey, my boat driver, who's also clairvoyant, had a star being come up to her and show her this is where we want you to go in the water, deep water. Um, this is, you know, where we're going to have this. So like synchronicity is working. When we get into a situation where we're in deep water, a synchronization happens with the group. The group has to be like-minded, just as you said. There has to be a coherence, something greater than itself. When we reach those states, then the you could say the expansion happens. This is where greater knowing is going to come up or the experience is going to come up, but it's always spirit-led. And we did experience that, so let's talk about it. So we are in Arkansas, and we were on Lake Washita. The entire lake is over a large bed of quartz crystal, and this is a large area of quartz crystal, so that is really crystalline water. So just to be in that water was really, I want to say it amplified things that needed to come up to go away. In hindsight, I could say it showed me the not-so-becoming behaviors 
of myself. And it also taught me non-judgmental self-observation so that when we're doing that observation, we are not judging ourselves too hardly from that. So we'll talk about like that deeper experience that unfolded throughout that whole four days. Some it turned into five nights for some as it was a delay getting out of there. We'll talk about that. But when we were in the water the second day, that is when many of us had that same vision. And we were off in the water um, somewhere together. Some were just being quiet. Share that experience because we all saw that. We saw what you saw. So it's so a Stargate opened, and that was a portal for all of us to experience cohesion together. For me, what happened was is I closed my eyes, and I started to see, like a, how could you say it? I started to see these little bars of light, um, like an eye um, mm-hmm. with a dot, and then a, like, and they were iridescent turquoise, and they started to form laterally and almost like coats of light. And as I was watching this, I... I said to, out loud, you know, this is what I'm seeing. Other people were seeing it too. But then what happened was a stargate opened in between these bars of light, spreading them. So the stargate became the center. And as it was laterally expressing itself, as it was fractally growing, my heart was laterally growing too, sideways. So it was opening like one after the other after another. So you could say almost like a branch of a tree was was um folding out on itself and as that was happening i was reaching coherence which is phi it's that it's the phi ratio so i'm all the secret geometry is happening i'm in coherence with it and as soon as my heart had expanded um laterally then the it's like if you have two triangles point tip to tip touching each other, that's a star tetrahedron, or you can think of it like two pine cones tip to tip kissing each other. It's it's creating a cone. Once that cone happened, there was compression. So actually it was a little bit painful. I know I'm getting technical, but you know, we're we're ready for it. And my 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 clients are asking me for this. So so there was an expansion and a compression as I was opening up that central column. Once the central column opened, those two triangles or two pine cones merged in the middle, creating a diamond. So we have that octahedron-type look, diamond octahedron. And as soon as that happened, a star being came forward. And the only word I could honestly express of this moment was awe it, and that's actually a sound from the heart isn't that interesting but I had this awe struck moment because the star being was massive and it was liquid like silver like liquid it was bright white but it had that silver like um, texture like mercury and it was standing there looking at me I had no eyes but it had a head you know it's humanoid um and I'm looking at it and at the same time because I hit coherence in the water with my own stargate my internal stargate I didn't have division I was in unity consciousness and in unity consciousness there was no separation no observer state where I'm looking at something like I normally do and take notes I was that being, that being was me, but at the same time it was not. And I knew that, but it's like a, you, you can't really spice and dice it any farther than that. 
And so I was thinking, gosh, is this me? Is this not me? Because it's not, I'm not one to project out onto anything or, or, you know, I'm not one to say I'm Cleopatra or something like that in the past life. I don't do that. And so I was having this conflict moment when I was looking at this beautiful perfected being because I was trying to understand what is it. I finally just said, what's the mission? I was just in a state of frustration at that point because of, not being able to discern anything greater than what um, I was feeling. And I heard Stargate closing. And then at that point in time, I looked over and these iconographic eyes, um, these letter eyes started to turn pink, like an iridescent pink on the right-hand side, and then the whole thing just vanished. So when I started to ask everybody else that was in the water, they were having a similar um, viewpoint. They either saw the codes of light or were receiving downloads of um, star languages or they saw the stargate or even Deb, a fellow clairvoyant with her eyes open, looked out at the peninsula that ran along the waterway, the channel we were at, and she saw Tula Indians, the native Indians um, from long ago standing on the peninsula observing us and almost a sense of a blessing. So there was a lot of things happening in this very short period of time. What happened to you, Loren? Well, I was one floating off away from the group, and I had my, I was looking at the sun, and I saw exactly what you were talking about. And when I would close my eyes, I would see that imprint, and it was a cobalt electric blue. It was so beautiful. And it was a, a dot with a squiggle, and then it turned into two. It was in two, and then there were many dots around the top of each of the eye, the column of light on each side, and then one of those turned into, it looked like a praying mantis. That's what I thought it was. So when you checked in with all of us, it was just interesting. It's like, yes, I saw that too. So we saw it, and we might not have the same experience, but this awareness assists us in understanding it. Um, that was beautiful, though. So you mentioned the stargate within yourself. Let's talk a little bit about that because you've really been working on that. And so that's really what you want to share as well as how we work with this technology, really. I, I also want to point out that I did call Jacqueline um, Smith, and she's a fellow clairvoyant, and she's, after expressing to her what I just shared with all of you, she said that it was a composite being, that it was it was a being of all of our reflections or all of our, our beingness. So how you saw it was an accurate reflection of you. Oh, and really? so I, I really liked that idea of her sharing that because we were sharing this experience. We were in the water in a cohesive whole. Had mm -hmm. we not been in coherence, we would not have had that experience. Okay. So, so I, I do want to share a little bit about that Stargate. So yes. oftentimes we're looking out at life and we're thinking, how can we improve ourselves? And we look to maybe AI as a some form of, you know, enhancing who we are as a human. But actually, we came in with a bioenergetic unit, our human body, and inside it, if we can unpack, unpack it correctly, um, provides us with the codes, understanding that intelligence and the ability, that Merkaba-like ability, to open up our heart to practically extend it and to um, be able to traverse 
other worlds, not just the world that we're in here, but the world that is universal or cosmic, because we link up to the whole organic structure that is um, that is what we call divine intelligence. So m- most of the time we're getting caught in minutia down here and our own frustrations and inabilities to cloud bus our way through our own problems. And we start to neglect the fact that we have this heart that produces a magnetic wave that can actually affect everything around us. So it's counterintuitive sometimes our actions. Like we know through science that we can that we can affect, um, you know, war. We, we can affect, like, what, what can I say, violence through mass um, meditation. You know, when we reach coherence, we can, we can also affect solar rays. So there, we're actually more powerful than we let ourselves be. And so oftentimes I'm, I'm reminding my clients, especially starseeds, that this is, this is your rites of passage. This is your... This is what was given to you. Let's make sure you're using it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's exactly what you help your clients do, and you really help them cloud bust through those programs. Well, you know, it, it was really, the whole experience was uh, really wonderful. It really was, and it was like dropping a lot of density. So everyone is at their own unique point. I know from the people who went on that trip, they are still integrating that trip, which we we said it goes in waves. I want to chat with you about what your integration was of a trip like that. After experiencing unity consciousness, what have you, I mean, what have you been able to ponder that more? I have to say that this is, one of the first trips that actually knocked me out, I had to come home. I still had clients. I was working the next day, but I had to put in a lot of extra sleep. There was a almost like an electrical rewiring of my physical body, and the ability to mentally construct thought was over. I mean, just over. I'm actually surprised I'm <laughs> coherent today, if that. Um, it, it really was a sense of rewiring my entire electrical body, which took extra amounts of sleep. When I would stand up, I would still be feeling the wave formation. So I was coming in and out of that wave. It's lessened now, but it, there was a lot of wave. In terms of unity consciousness, I've hit peaks like that before. What I found with this trip was my heart was able to solidify that vibration more like almost um, in a more concrete way where I absolutely know with 100% that I am self-responsible for everything that I bring into my own Mm. holographic reality, Mm -hmm. that everybody I draw to me is there on purpose and as well as all events, you know, even negative ones, if I could call it that. And it's up to me with 100% understanding that it's my choice what I plan to do with it. So my response is completely up to me. So if someone comes my way and it's maybe not a spin or something that I like, I can choose differently. And so this level of unity brought that to me first and foremost. That was what came. Mm-hmm. The second wave that came through the, through the the as the week unfolded was 
almost an implosion within me to learn, um, n not only to learn more about science, but more about deliberate acts of co-creation, um, using my magnetic wave more purposely. Those type of things came in, and it's been a, like a study, like cramming for a test almost. Um, so that, that was the second thing that came, all in between sleep. All in between sleep, yes. Okay, beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about some of the experiences there, and, and we can talk about the work that the Pleiadians do with star seeds. You said that, you know, the three templates that you use to hold the space for the group really does involve the ETs. And when we were there, uh, actually before I even got there, synchronicities it was as if the crystals were talking to me before i even got there i was out on the trail stopped to pick up a piece of paper uh on a trail where there's never any trash or or rubbish on the trail but this piece of paper was hot springs arkansas now where would that i mean how ironic is that this receipt from the mountaintop store in hot springs arkansas is right there on the trail with me and when we drove in there were big rainstorms no rainstorms during the whole trip but there was a big rainstorm as we were leaving as we were leaving two lightning bolts went exactly at the same time they were identical on either side of my windshield and a loud clap of thunder it was almost like a gateway we were going through a gateway or a vortex it was very very interesting um, the dream space there was really uh, vivid and revealing. So talk about that because I had a dream and the next day on the plane, three of the men on the plane were from my dream. So that's just amazing to me, Althea. And you have an, an explanation for that. So I work on initiations, activation, and awareness. That's the three templates in which I create from. So the Palladians will come in, and they will um, work from those templates as well. So they're going to bring you your soul back to awareness, or they'll take you an initiation to correct the energy that you have. So like when you went in the water and you felt like, oh, I don't really like how I'm showing up, they're basically correcting the energy. They're bringing you back to awareness. Oh, this is how I'm showing up with life. This, this is how I'm playing. Okay, let me change that, right? Mm -hmm. So that's been what initiation is all about. When we go into a higher level, a super-duper level of awareness, they'll take you up in dream time. They'll make a dream so vivid, crystalline clear, faces, places, that type of thing, spaces. And then the next day those beings or um, places will show up in your reality. Okay. And they did, and I've never had that experience. And really it is to pay attention, to really look at the metaphor within that dream and pay attention. Well, it got my attention, that's for sure. So <laughs> this, I mean, it really was amazing, the, the entire trip. And so... Um, Let's talk a little bit about with maybe we could get Renee on the phone and just have her give us a quick um, experience of what she experienced since she has integrated in the past two weeks or week, really. Renee, hello. 
Hi, how are you? Good. Hi, how was your integration Hi, your beautiful trip? Um, I also felt very tired and needed more rest. And if I didn't, it would let me know. <laughs> but the next day I just would have no energy. So I incorporated much more rest and quiet time is what I noticed. <clears throat> so that was my number one thing there. And I also have been having many vivid dreams, but it's almost the opposite for me. It's things that would have happened during my day are the same people that will pop up in my dreams very vividly with little different twists of if I'm thinking about houses, it'll be about buying a house. Or if I'm thinking about this, it would just kind of uh, keep that same theme, which I thought was very interesting for me because I don't usually dream that way. So I am definitely incorporating all the time still. So they're showing you the combinations of this this timeline, this timeline, this timeline, this action, this action, this action. And when we sleep, what's happening is is we're not only grounding in, because we went so high vibe in that water, we're having to ground in that new vibration into our, our layers, our structure, so that we can come from that place as we move forward. And it's almost like getting back into the magic of life. Ah, the, you know, where, where life is now in a wave form where it's working with you. And as you start to express it, you start to notice, like, say, as you travel, I think you're going to Italy, as you start to think, oh, you know, I think I want some ice cream. And it's, you know, the next thing you know, your husband's walking over with ice cream, thought you might like it. It's like that instantaneous thought projection reception starts turning on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I really feel that'll be true. And that experience for me um, in Hot Springs was totally new. Um, I'm usually not a visionary. I'm more of a knowing and energy feeling type person. And for me to actually see the lines and the dots, in fact, your first response was, does anybody see those lines? And I went, with the dots above them? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my gosh, someone else is seeing it just like me. And my eyes were open. And I'm looking yeah. in the water. And like, like what she said, you look at the sun, you look back, and I go, okay, I'm going to blink my eyes as the reflections or whatever. So for me to have a visual was really huge for me. And I loved how we had some scientific women in the, in the water because we both turned our backs to the sun to see if it was a sun's reflection or a ray, for, you know, for heat waves. I mean, there was a lot of critical thinking happening at the same time, and I loved it. Absolutely. That's how I felt, too. It's like, okay, let's make make sure. Let's make sure. (laughs) But when you did your explanation and and just having somebody confirm, that's also very amazing because a lot of times you don't have somebody there to confirm anything that you're experiencing. So that that was special also. It was special for me because we had – I had both my own viewpoint, but then everybody else confirming their own viewpoint, and I could start seeing how this Merkaba that was in the water was shifting and changing and morphing and turning into this next level of where we're all going, which is deliberate acts of creation, which is moving into a state of grounded clarity, an open heart that can start magnetizing the things that we're asking for in life. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to talk more about that, Althea. I just want to thank you so much, Renee, for sharing. Um, It really, I just, you know, if we could sum up that whole entire trip, it was like 
like you said, Althea, there's something with the crystals just being in that area. It is a vortex where things come up that are not serving to be released. And that is an accelerated transformation. By the end of those three days, by the, th by the third night after the third day of being in the water, I was looking down at myself from such a higher perspective. And, you know, then I was starting to feel kind of guilty about my actions. But as you said, we could see it and we were being shown it. And this is the assistance that we all have. No matter where we are, we can tune into this by the stargate. Is that right, Althea? By being in the coherence of the heart, always paying attention after we drop the density, get that stuff out of the way. It's like emotional baggage. And if we can stay focused and centered in this heart space and allow it to take us out of time and to be in a good space, that really is powerful. I think it's probably more powerful than we're allowing. I, I know that, you know, some people that came on to the trip said, no, I wasn't interested, I think Laura said this, I wasn't interested in crystals, going into a hot area on, called Hot Springs was not like a on my bucket list, you know, and she, she started listing all the things that she said she was so glad that she did not allow her mental mind to take over, that she allowed this inner part, this voice of hers, her soul saying, get on this trip. And, you know, she had probably one, one of the most transformational um, moments because she was ready. And so listening to that heart, listening to that still voice is what takes us into coherence. It's not necessarily the mind. I can use big words or explain things like that. And that doesn't matter. What it really comes down to is when you see something that you don't like or you're in a state of learning, it's like the, if you can bring compassion, you're activating that heart. If you can start taking small steps towards more coherence in your life, um, you know, diet, uh, being in nature, doing something, just break it down to the most simplest form. Do something you love. You're automatically engaging that muscle, that vibration, that um how can I say it, that electrical nature. You're drawing to you what you need to make it happen even more. That's what you chart. mean. Yeah, so, so that's what you mean by using the magnetic wave more purposely. Yes. Yes. So if when I'm designing a trip and I come into something that I don't want to do, I won't even give my heart's attention to it. I always move to something that is more coherent. And it's the same. Like, say I have a client and she wants to move, and she's got five places that she wants to move to or exploring. She's done her homework. It's on paper. She's figured it out. But she can't decide which. I mean, sometimes this has happened in sessions. I'll say, let's go to number one. Let's go two, three, four, five. Feel the heart's magnetics. Feel what it's telling you because all space-time is as in one all space-time exists in one moment. So you can get into the future, the past, the whole thing at one moment when you're in the heart. And oftentimes they'll feel that magnetic pull more to one place that they even thought they knew they had. And it's surprising to them. Oh, man, I can't believe it. I thought it would be Hawaii, but no, it's this place. And, you, you know, and then they can make their own decision, not me telling them what to do, but they can make a decision from the heart. Why? Because it's about self-responsibility. That's what turns that heart on. 
Wow, that's what turns the heart on. Okay, so this is really moving out of victim consciousness. I was just talking about this this morning. And 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 it seems like this most recent full moon with the solstice and here we are moving into this powerful eclipse cycle that you know, we're not blaming anymore. So taking that responsibility I know that's really I'd like hard, to say there has to be key. some compassion on that because yeah. if your inner child's running the show, your inner teen's just wanting to like throw a flamethrower at everybody around you, you know, and your in your young adults just like woohoo, you know, it's like wherever you're coming from, there has to be compassion. You have to recognize which is what these trips do. Sometimes they're brutal, but compassion is telling you the truth right? So we're coming into these levels of truth about the planet, about things that are happening. So we have to be, there has to be a level of self-compassion. It's not easy. I've had my mess thrown up in my face yes. many, many a times. The mm-hmm. only difference is, is that, I mean, I'll lay on the ground and have a good cry, but then I pick myself up and, and, and come back and like a self person who's interest, interested in mastery, get back to doing the work, the homework. And mm-hmm. part of that homework is, you know, not allowing those moments to slip by unconsciously coming back in and saying, okay, my inner child is, is like hurting here. And mm-hmm. I'd rather blame somebody because it's a hell of a lot better than feeling anger and, and how, what would we call it? Like inadequacy, you know, blame is a hell of a lot better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, it's a better emotion than feeling low self-worth again. So sometimes we're in blame for a while, and that's okay. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we hate the messenger, and that's okay. Delete, 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 you know, go away, you know, whatever we're doing. Sometimes we're throwing, you know, anger heart, uh, angered at somebody because we're just not in a state. But eventually you'll recognize that it's going to come around over and over and over. It becomes more magnified because Mm -hmm. we're receiving a lot of light and it becomes too painful to keep going. I love what you said about self-compassion. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is what we mean when we say we start to beat ourselves up. And that's the importance of non-judgmental self-observation when we take that role to see how we're acting to see what comes up to see what we're creating to see uh, you know for me again I'll say that term the not so becoming behaviors right so that we can release them with compassion that was beautiful work and so again it it makes you wonder when we're going to be done with all this clearing but that was accelerated. Well, one of the ways you can accelerate accelerate it is if you can see that wounded child or the inner teen that's, you know, angry, pissed off or whatever, lonely, you know, and you surround it by your entire team. I mean, it is we're always going to come back to inviting divine intelligence in. But until that day, you can you know, surround it with your your spiritual team and you can start surrounding your inner child with that and allowing that perspective to come forward a new perspective a new understanding a new feeling you know a new knowing Mm -hmm. some something will rise when you allow your team to start to surround yourself an inner part of you that's hurting and you know you don't have to go on my trips but this is exactly what will happen there will be light surrounding you 
in order for you to see it and hopefully not walk away limping and wounded, but at least aware. Aware. Mm-hmm. Yes. So those three templates, initiation, activation, and awareness, I would say that that is exactly what happened over the course of those four days in Arkansas. Absolutely. Okay. Well, good on you, Althea. Really wonderful. Let's talk a little bit about more of um, the Stargate technology or magnetizing more to us. And then we'll take some questions because there are some who are not even aware of, of what their life purpose is. So this is another instance where we have to go deep within and, and get down to it. How do you work with your clients on that? Sometimes what I'm feeling with this audience is sometimes we have to look at what's not working. And you have to say to yourself, okay, I know I have this potential. I'm sure there's a seed in there somewhere. It hasn't fractally extended. I'm not having a Stargate moment like Althea. But how can I get to my bliss? And how far away is bliss away from this pain that I'm in right now? And I would say, let's look at what you're giving your attention to. Is there any form of heart coherence with it? Are you into it? Can you be mm. honest with yourself? Are you into it? Does it feel self-fulfilling? Is there any sense of it that's filling you up? And I'm not about to say, hey, ditch everything that you're doing. No, I teach ground to clarity. Sometimes it takes steps, multiple, multiple, multiple steps to get to that place. So I practice every single day bringing my light down and into my heart. So I'm bringing light into my Stargate. I do that every day. But in terms of my own actions, what I do with my life, I rarely rarely do things I don't enjoy. And I rarely engage with people that I don't enjoy. Rarely. That's a mm. big step for most people. But that's a truth for me. And so as you're as you're not engaging in, in people that you know, relatives or people that come into your circle you're using intelligent discernment, you're using kindness and compassionate words along that way too well what happened was is i have outgrown through experience not esoteric understandings or somebody else's teachings through experience i have outgrown cynicism and doubt Mm -hmm. so for me to stand around myself with people who are are in doubt or cynicism, like we're, you know, that kind of like, ah, you know, don't do this or don't do that, it's full of this and we're full of that. I, there's no, it doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve me. Doesn't mean I don't grow from it, other people's discernment, not all my clients have a wow moment, but I'm, I'm, I'm not surrounding myself in thick layers of things that I've outgrown. Mm-hmm. And that's the pain field people get into because they start getting comfortable. They know that their their paycheck's coming from this or, you know, it's like this and that and whatever. And they're too afraid on some level to trust their own intelligence within them to guide them forward. So sometimes, sometimes it takes baby steps. Sometimes it is a travel moment or a class that you take or a teacher that you that you work with or something that your soul is 
inviting you to. And only you'll know what your soul is because you have to discover what that truth is. But ultimately, it's going to lead you step by step by step. Yes. Okay. Trusting, really trusting. That's a, such a huge word. So basically, a stargate within, it is the portal of our sacred heart. So you bring light down and you bring light into your stargate. Anything every else you want to share about that every I day? Ground, I, I ground my circuit every single day to the earth. And I'm in nature more often than I'm not. Um, so I'm, I'm already utilizing nature as a field of coherence to support my own coherence. So I'm working in tandem as one, as a unit with nature. So being in nature, and when I couldn't afford it, like, you know, living next to a nice area or I didn't have that available to me, say I was a college student, I would go to nurseries, garden nurseries, and I would walk around and spend time because most of the people were always happy and, you know, there was trees and plants doing their thing. And so I would always place myself in a in, in an environment of coherence. So it helped me match that that note, that vibration, the fee harmonic. So I do that. In terms of grounding, I always ground my circuit. So when I'm running too much energy post-clients or even after this call, I'll go stand outside and I, I point my fingers down and I literally pour out the excess energy so I can come back to a state of receptivity rather than pouring a lot of energy out. So those are the three things I, I normally do on a, on a daily basis. It's, I rarely, rarely deviate, rarely. Um, the other thing that I do, like I said, is I always do what brings my heart the most happiness. Um, so, for example, I was talking to Meg Benedicte, and she said, oh, God, Althea, she goes, you should not do back-to-back starseed adventures. It's too much. And I said, well, actually, it's my love. So for what's too much for one is is perfect for me because if someone's nuclear melting down, and this hasn't happened, but I'm just saying if someone really is nuclear melting down, I'm in France. I'm in Ireland. <laughs> I'm in a, in a field of coherence. There's, it's all good for me. Mm. Okay, so, that's what makes your heart sing. Makes my heart sing. Mm-hmm. And so I... I that I I I'll work with clients every single time. I'm like, let's get to where you've buried that heart song. What's mm-hmm. going to bring out that heart song? What are steps that you can do today that can start getting you into your heart song? And sometimes they're counterintuitive, like they feel counterintuitive. And usually it's getting you back into your your inner child, so that your inner child feels emotionally safe to take that next step, to go on that trip, to take that class, to even state your own feelings without any type of pushback or judgment. And today, like, they'll say, oh, you're spiritual ego, right? Uh I'm like, bring it on. You got spiritual ego, fine. (laughs) You know, I don't have a problem with your spiritual ego, and I'm not judging you. I really am not. Right. Okay, so... Let's take some callers. If you're on the phone, star two. It'll allow you to raise your hand and we can open the phone line with Thea. Because Thea, Althea really gets down to it. Again, I love to say laser-like. When I first met Althea, we went to lunch and boy, Althea, you knew things. You could just see. So before I go to a question, 
you are working with the higher self. Can you share a little bit more about what you see, how you connect? Is it an energetic? Is it seeing the higher self of your client? So with clients, I see everything fractally. So I'm going to see sacred geometry. So I see us before our mental construction. I'm seeing us at that level. before. After that level of sound, and I don't quite, I'm not at that sound level that other teachers may be or are. Um, so I see everything sacred in a sacred geometric format. So I can basically see if you're lying or you're not because you're either aligned or you're not. It's simple. It's We're not rocket science here. I'm basically looking at how you're constructing your world and trying to navigate you um, in a way that enables that next level of construction to take place. So if I see that you're moving in a direction that is not going to create stability in your life or or the ultimate goal of what you're going for, I usually tell somebody, I'm not seeing that. Can you feel it internally? Can we change things around to help you reconnect it in a way that it is, feels in alignment and you're back into flow? Yes, okay. All right. Well, with that, let's go to Nova Scotia. Velma, hi, you're unmuted. Hello. I thank you very much for choosing me. Uh, over the last few years, I've been becoming more spiritual, but I still have issues with my ego. My ego seems to want to take control, like the fear, flight, or fight kind of thing at times. And uh, I'm trying to, uh, you know, reach my higher self. But, uh, you know, it seems like it's taking so long. <laughs> so it's Velma, is it? Velma with a V. Yeah, Velma. Sorry, I don't pronounce my Vs very well. Okay, Velma, do I have permission to work with your higher self? Yes, please. Okay. So I just want you to center in your heart. And I want you to see, I'm seeing your little girl in your heart, actually. And so there's a little sense, and I'm just going to say little. I don't want to make it into something big. But there's a little sense of abandonment to your inner child, like you're a tasker, you know, someone that's trying to get to something in goal. And that in goal is a little bit more important than having fun, okay? And at the very, very back of your throat, there is a slight, slight tension about having fun, so voicing fun. Um, sharing fun, um, you know, making silly little things that come out of your mouth. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be articulated perfectly. You know, in fact, throw that out. I would suggest for you instead, and it's a roundabout way, and might feel counterintuitive, like where's my higher self? Bring it here right now. Give me a step right here, right now. I want you to throw that out, and I want you to start dancing, dancing, maybe even moving your body in a way where, you know, shutters are down and lights are on, but you're expressing yourself in a way that feels really juicy, okay? And let the vibration come through. Let the feeling of, um, like, entanglement drop away, of thoughts, feelings, beliefs, understandings that you have of what it needs to be or you think it needs to be like. Instead, just feel it. 
just feel the connection. If I was feeling my inner child, she's super happy and she's the powerful one that's going to give me this inner connection, what would I be dancing like? What would it feel like? Go that route if you have to talk it out. But really move this body. I want you to see yourself moving the body. And start practicing it. Not a task. Just a few minutes. Like before you shower, turn some tunes on. Just get yourself moving your energetics. I think you're going to start to see and sense and feel what I'm talking about, an inner connection, an inner connection to a vibration that you've suppressed long ago because it wasn't good enough. Well, I have to tell you that I used to be quite a dancer. I used to go out a lot. <laughs> I would dance and dance, 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 dance. Um, and people used to love my dancing, but I, over the last, I think, seven years, I don't dance anymore. Oh, I, I love your spirit. They were showing you dancing, and I kept seeing you dancing. I thought, okay, this is where we're going. And see, if I wanted to be perfect, if I wanted to be uh, the guru or the person, who, you know, I would have said, ah, da, da, da. No, I listened to your higher self. Your higher said said you abandoned this aspect of you a while ago and it was your joy yeah it, it was. was your passion yes it was uh, I mean so bring I her really... back <laughs> well thank you very much uh, yeah find a dancing retreat with like-minded women to yes. move you out of isolation and in a coherent group of women who just want to have, and I want to say the word, spastic fun, um, for whatever reason that works with your energetic field. And so find this, this, and, and you know, or create it. Uh, it feels a little bit too um, mentally heavy if you try to create it right now. But maybe find something that feels really good and it's already done and you show up. Okay, great. Mm. I wish you much joy. Much joy to you. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Thanks, Velma. Dance with us to the Cosmic Heart Girl. We're dancing. <laughs> Go dance. Go have fun. It is so important. Althea, I love how you just keep reiterating that as well. It really is what we used to do as children. And, you know, um, I just want to share really quickly, my husband, he's talking about, you know, a business plan. And sometimes it seems like um, such a 3D, um, you know, a 3D concept or, or a model. He teaches economics. And so they're developing their business plan course for the the college level. And it really needs to be uh, from this passion, from this heart, right? This heart-basedness. And so... Hopefully, we'll see that shift in our world. We will see that shift as even colleges change their curriculum to reflect that. That is a beautiful world when we're all able to do that. I know not everyone will do it at the same time. Some say, but who's going to clean the toilets? There'll still be people to clean our toilets, or we'll do it ourselves. Right? I actually still clean my toilet, and I have mm -hmm. to say I've had some of my most breakthrough moments cleaning toilets because I'm focusing. And that way my mind is free, my, my field is free to think about, you know, to bring ideas and thoughts and beliefs into my um, beingness. And so it's like I've had breakthrough moments cleaning. Good. Yes, I mean, I personally love cleaning as well, right? You're in a rhythm, you're moving energy, you can mm -hmm. spread love around your environment and really do some work there too. 
Okay. All right. Well, let's go to another caller. This time we're going to head over to, <clears throat> looks like um, in Racine, Wisconsin, phone number ending in four eight or uh, sorry eight seven one one hi you're unmuted what's your name please hey lauren this is laura hi althea this is from the trip hi oh, laura hi. <laughs> hi um hi, laura. I really don't wanna... hi how are you guys it's lovely to talk to you again i really don't want to take up much time because i have um I've had the experience of working with Alfie, and I want some of your other guests to have that experience as well. Um, but I just wanted to reiterate that um, the the trip that we went on uh, to Hot Springs was a real life changer for me, a game changer all the way around, mm-hmm. all the way around. So, um, and the thing that I think I, that we slightly touched on, but not really, that I thought was really powerful for me is I really honestly felt like we were a group of people who had, didn't know each other or just a few of us knew each other, but it seemed like we were to meet at that time and place. Um, I felt such a sense of reunion at some level, and there was such a, when you talk about coherence, Althea, there was such a an opening uh, for each other's story and uh, where they were in their life at that moment. And it it honestly uh, felt like not only were we being, um, you know, uh, individually having our own experience there, but as a group, I think in some ways we gave back, and in some ways we probably have more work to do. Did you either one of you experience that? Definitely more work, and and I saw the beauty of people, like-minded people coming together. It's a powerful, powerful, powerful force. And so even in my own life, I'm going to be, you know, creating things that bring together people in the network in a way because that's it. And then I saw it's too big to be stopped. This movement is too big to be stopped. This shift is too big to be stopped. So like you, Lauren, thank you for calling in. I loved having you there. Uh, this this woman to the audience, I have to say, this starseed, this beautiful starseed, underwent a massive transformation. In fact, when we were at Garvin Gardens, I saw her and I thought, oh, my gosh. You know, there was, it was mm-hmm. like if you could take a purging effect, which is that compression, you're moving massive energy up and out in order to replace it with more light in your body. So there was like, it's like basically taking everything that you don't, you know, need or or want or have to have anymore, and it just purges out of your body. And then here comes the pour-in. And on her pour-in was is gradual. They took her very slowly. What I would call slowly to her would have been very quick. This was like five days. And then amplified her on the second day, on the sixth day. So she was just being poured in, poured in, poured in. And, yes, I absolutely agree. Uh, this, when I sit in meditation and I'm pulling the threads, the cosmic threads to create this template, the people who were meant to come were predetermined long before, long before we were meant to come back together and 
to create from this unity consciousness. And that's the same with Ireland and France and my upcoming trips. Um, there's a few spaces that I have some people on the etheric still wavering on. I don't know them yet, but they need to come forward. And Spirit's like saying to me, you tell them to come forward because they're meant to have the experiences that they're meant. This is their timeline. So, yes, we were on a timeline there. And I don't know if you felt it, but I've been getting reports back from the group where we came back to a timeline shift um, and that timeline shift showed up for me Laura um, and Loren as my husband who was not with me who wanted to be on this trip but he wasn't going to be the token male um, he wanted to be token male but I said no this is a women's group um, he had massive transformations while I was away and my mm -hmm. daughter who was with me on this trip her boyfriend very heart connected boyfriend had massive transformations and I, I talked to other people whose husbands had massive transformations who all of a sudden did something out of the box that they never would have done mm -hmm. and so there was this timeline shift happening mm -hmm. where the ripple effect was to our families as well and not Absolutely. just families, but there was one who works in a local police department. The police department, the men in the police department shifted when she was gone. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. Her team, her team that she works with shifted. I'll, I'll yeah. tell uh, without telling too much, but I came back and Oh, my please do. <laughs> <laughs> my dear, dear friend. Well, I'll, can I just... I'll tell one of the more interesting stories that happened um, to me going into this whole thing. I was the lady who wrote about I had no interest in going to Hot Springs, Arkansas. I don't really understand about crystals, but something said, you know, go, go. And it's been a tumultuous six months. I uh, lost my mother to Alzheimer's at Loser. Absolutely helped her transition. It was a beautiful thing. But it had been um, just a real confined time for me and I really felt like busting loose and um, the most amazing thing that happened to me though is it's getting to be my time I've raised children I've uh, done all sorts of things and I kind of came in pretty wide open to this earth and had some pretty uh, mystical experiences growing up but one of them involved a uh, blue horse and about two or three years ago, my nephew had a dream where my sister who had passed away told him to tell Aunt Laura to go into her mother's uh, jewelry box. And uh, Mom uh, was in Alzheimer's, didn't know where her jewelry box was. I found it. And inside I found this beautiful pen uh, that was a horse that had a blue stone in it and reminded me very much. It, it was very much this blue horse that I knew as a child. And so I took that, and I, I, the very first day we were in Hot Springs that night, the, um, the lady at the restaurant who was our waitress, at the end of the evening, she'd been so nice and quite interested in our group, and I looked up, and she had that exact same horse pin on her wow. shirt. <laughs> and I said, oh, my stars, where did you get that pin? And she said, my mother gave that to me. Wow. Just like my mother had given me the pen. The next day, we go and see uh, Gary and Casey. And 10 minutes within meeting Casey, I'm telling her the story of my blue horse. And there was, Aji was the blue horse. And then the unicorn was uh, named Grace. And Casey grabbed my arm. She took me over to the corner of the room. And there in the corner 
was I don't was a big sign that said great and it had a unicorn underneath it and she said two weeks I felt very compelled to change this it had been different and I went out and I found that sign that said great and I was I felt like it had to be on top of this unicorn now I the synchronicities were consistent and that's when you know you're in the flow absolutely synchronicities just continue to come forward and come forward and it's always to remind you always to remind you of who you are well and you know honestly i have always felt like we live in a very benevolent universe and a very gaia all of this is for our you know our enjoyment and they are here to assist us in every step of our life and and that's how that whole trip felt it felt very sacred and very loving all the Mm -hmm. way around even in the middle of the thunderstorm you know Mm -hmm. all of it beautiful thank you laura thanks for sharing yeah absolutely nice talking to you guys thank you yeah i love it thank you love it love it acceleration really is the word and so um, that that brings up a question, Althea, for those who, you know, again, we're talking about trusting our intelligence. We're talking about the heart. I'm going to read a question here from Graham, who talks about his journey about the heart. But can you explain your definition of coherence? There are some that are asking. Okay, so... Scientifically, when I see coherence within someone's field, that star tetrahedron, those two tips, a triangle pointing down and a triangle pointing up, will merge. It will go tip to tip and merge, creating that diamond. When you're in that diamond consciousness, you're really seeing reality from all facets. But prior to that, it would be tip to tip. So geometrically speaking, that's when I'm seeing you're in coherence. You are your thoughts, your actions, your feelings your emotions, all that stuff, is in alignment. How does it feel to the body? There is no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. You're no longer in doubt. You, it's when you know what you know, what you know, what you know. That's it. And yes. it's I'm open, I'm open, I'm open, I'm open. And being open. Open, yeah, open. you don't need to know the future forward per se. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do because of the work that I do, um, you know, so I have to plan cars and spaces and places to meet up. But the universe is going to throw a spin my way. So, for example, on the second day, a third day, we were supposed to have another vortex experience. We were, this was this was meant to happen, but our group was it was. I think it was the last day. So our group was, you know, unfolding and thinking about packing and all those other things and want to get their last day in the sun or maybe last day in, in water. And so that it was I couldn't bring the group together for an experience because everybody was having their own individual experiences and that's fine. It was beautiful in its own way. And that's what I mean. So sometimes coherence can be where there's too many moving parts in the situation that you're in, and so coherence might not happen, but you can accept it for what it is. So, for example, if we want Earth to be a beautiful place, but yet right now there's a lot of moving parts, mm-hmm. there's a lot of anger and frustration and blame and darkness and blah, 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 well, you can just do your part. And one day your part may- meets coherence with somebody else's part. 
and we keep growing and practically extending because the beauty of it all, of what I know about divine intelligence, is it calls everybody home. Yes, so beautiful. And this is what we mean by holding our vision of new earth, really seeing it, being in an open heart, allowing it, and shining our light always. There's so much that comes up to show us where we're not shining our light or shutting us down. And it just seems recently with that last full moon that that was really coming up for people. And we've even seen it playing outside of us in people in their own way. But what's beautiful is that people are standing up in their power and speaking their voice and their truth. And when it comes from the heart, it really is powerful. So that's wonderful. Okay, thank you for that, Althea. So I want to read Graham's question then. He said he recently participated in a shamanic ceremony where he says, I clearly journeyed to the source. Not enough can be said about this experience. I came away with this intense lightness in my heart. Since my journey, I now feel this vibrational connection between my heart and the base of my spine. My question or advice I'm seeking is, When I meditate or do yoga, I can touch, feel my heart. I experience an incredible vibrational energy emanating from my heart. However, when I journey here, I feel like some force is pulling me away, almost like something is creeping over me and pulling back to my body. I don't really know where I'm journeying to. I know it feels like light. At the same time, I don't know what's pulling me back. That's from Graham. Hmm. Well, he is doing um, he is doing one of the things that I love. Um, so yoga and tai chi these produce these are electrical producing activities that are producing a charge within the body. So yes, he is getting charged up. He's, he's accurate in his description. If he's entering into the inner space of his heart, I'm not sure is it pulling him out of himself or pulling him back into himself. So if it's pulling him back into himself, the, perhaps what he is wanting that ex, um, to expand out, what's happening right now on Earth is we're expanding within. So my Stargate experience wasn't me leaving the planet or me going up into the higher realms. It was me staying centered with who I with who with who I am, and within that centeredness, I was able to open that heart, or the it just happened actually. It wasn't me consciously trying, but my inner state, my higher being. Uh, showed up to me. So I would suggest to him to maybe look at some of his wording or some of his uh, true intentions. Is he trying to lift up and out to something or or Uh is his beingness trying to put him back in? This appears like when he says something's creeping over and pulling back to the body, but he, he feels it like light. This it makes sense that he could be speaking of embodiment, experiencing embodiment. Exactly, and that's what we're trying Mm -hmm. to do. We're embodying our light being into into our being. So, for example, when I left, I was like full tilt. Okay, what do I need to do? What actions do I need to make that is going to support that embodiment? And that became paramount for me. Okay, Uh beautiful. All right, Graham, well, we hope that's helpful. Beautiful. We are here to embody. And I know some of the dizziness symptoms, light body uh, symptoms, right? We can experience that as we 
really begin to embody. All yes, right, let's, it's an electrical charge, yeah. It's mm-hmm. an electrical charge. Okay, let's go to Burlington, Ontario for another caller. Uh, this phone number ends 6811. Hello, what's your name, please? You are unmuted. Hi, my name's Dawn. Hi, Dawn. Hi. Hi. Dawn. Hi. Wow, I'm surprised. <laughs> Yay, do you have a question for Althea? Yeah, I'm in a transition, and I'm not exactly sure where I'm going. Where do you want to go? <laughs> That's a good question. I've embodied my light, or I am in the process of embodying my light into my physical body, and I am decluttering like mad in the house. Yes. Yes. So I'm seeing that you are actually choosing, and I and I see a triangle around you, so you're choosing to be balanced. You're choosing a divine path. You are choosing this more expression of yourself that's in a divine path, but it's moving all over the place, so you're in that transition. You're actually accurate. When I look at you, I see you moving about. So what's going to cause you stability? What I would like to see is that you make choices that are going to place you in a state of stability so that you can be more accurate in your choosing and receive what you're asking for. So, for example, if you throw yourself out in the street, while that might sound like fun and you're producing change and you're forcing change, it actually might be um, counter-reactive to you in the sense that you start to feel nervous or not centered, that type of thing. So when you're thinking about the things that you want to be experiencing in your life or the places that you want to go, start to say, I'm actually looking for these things that lead to growth but that I feel stability, that I feel stable and centered within myself. As you add those key words and those vibrations into your choices, you might start to feel your back straighten and almost like a heart lifting, lifting to um, up that you have the ability and the strength to make these choices because what I'm seeing when you do that future forward moment is that you come into greater coherence. Okay. Help you? Yeah, totally. Thank you so much. You're, You're sitting up totally straight right now. So am I. So are we. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Truly living in the heart, creating from the heart. It's and powerful. It's those simple key words. It's just those key words that your soul actually needs validating on that you're wanting for yourself. So you're a woman that wants to show up, you know, feeling like, you, you know, you're not messy. You know, you're not all over the place. You want to feel these things. So allow yourself to move yourself forward in ways that are going to bring that about. Yes. Okay. Moving forward with ways that bring it about. Let's go now for another caller. This time we're going over to uh, the Big Island. This says Hilo, Hawaii, number ending in 8896. Hello, are you on the Big Island right now? Uh, yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Aloha. What's your name? <laughs> okay. Uh, my name is Bhakti. Bhakti. And are you near the, uh, Are you? well, obviously you're safe from the uh, volcano. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, I am. I do live on the volcano, Kilauea, but it's not uh, active where I am. Good, okay. Uh, yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> Um, that the last caller and um, uh, the 
the message for her uh, really resonated with uh, recent experiences that I, I have had in that my spine has been uh, liberated and I've been able to stand up very straight, which I haven't been able to do for some time. And uh, But I wanted to ask about uh, a vibration my, that I've been experiencing for about a year and a half now continuously my whole body vibrates and uh, I, I keep asking what is this what am I supposed to do with it um, and what you know what is its purpose but I haven't gotten any answers yet uh, it's it's sometimes very very strong so that it's kind of hard to walk around and do things because I'm vibrating so so much and then other times if I get really really tired the vibration uh, subsides and then when I rest it comes back really strong again so uh, any any thoughts on that? Well even so your Bucky, phone is vibrating. Yeah, yeah I know and it's interesting because it's all about communication for you and it's so interesting because your voice is still um, your voice. It's like you have um, a heart coherence in your voice that you haven't yet moved into um, expression with, that it's coming. So it's almost like you're a shake-and-bake moment. You are really in the mix um, as you're moving about and starting to, ex- to how can I say it, um, grow into more who you are, but it's actually your voice, and it's it's interesting because we have crackling on the phone, and your voice isn't quite uh, in its full expression yet. But that's where you're going. It's almost like there's a, a song, um, a tone, uh, more voice activations that are going to be happening with you. So instead of asking intellectually why, what, where, let all those answers come. Just, okay, I'm going to throw that out. I've already asked. I know the universe will answer it in another way. Now it's like when you're really vibing, I want you to start toning, um, maybe even singing or whatever comes up and out naturally or look into that line of work because I feel like that's where you're going. Yeah, I. That's what brings me great joy is to oh. Uh, tone. Oh, I love it! Thank you for sharing that because they said immediately even when I heard your first name was this was song and it's about you sharing this in a greater capacity. And I thought, gosh, do I tell her that yet? Because I know you're in that shake and bake moment. I know you're in the transformational moment. It isn't here yet. And I certainly don't want to set you up, you know, for something that isn't here. But at the same time, you're still clearing the throat. There's still some some levels of uh, blockages there that and I don't put it in your mind. I'm just saying that they're this little, very little. Don't go, don't go full throttle here. But really allow the vibrations to just kind of knock it out um, by you singing and bringing your own joy, because this is what you're going to be bringing in um, as you go forward. And I wish you all the love, because your voice now, and I'm glad you have this recording, will not be the voice that you have in the end. Thank you. <laughs> mm. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that that would be an incredible joy. Yay. Trust, trust, trust. trust. Just trust. Beautiful. Thanks, Vakti. How cool is that? 
Yes, that's one of the things that she loves, and you nailed it, Althea. Really, really cool. Um, we have time for maybe one, maybe two more calls. You are really quick at this. Um, but first, <laughs> I want to give you a moment to talk more about uh, what goes on in a personal session. Really, with you, this is an acceleration that you assist your clients with, and it comes in many ways. So, okay, uh, it depends on the person. It really, truly does. Um, you know, I have I work with their higher self, and I can only reflect what their higher self is showing me at that time. And when someone is passionate about what it is they want, it's pretty quick. You know, when others are still waffling or needing to move through emotions or mental constructions, you know, sometimes it takes a while. So, for example, it's it really will come down to uh, where you're at, with no judgment, and how we can move you into a state of self-responsibility and receiving your own vibration. So if you can receive your own vibration, you can move yourself along more quickly and more expertly with just a few tips and tools. And those tips and tools belong to you. They're not necessarily mine. Um, so I look for what you have in your energetic field, what you're using, like the woman before, her, her voice, that's hers, you know, and to help her maybe a cheerleading moment, but more importantly, how to help her understand through self-reflection that this is where you're at. And it's, you know, let's move you where you're going. Let's move you forward. And that, I love to do this. Yes, and you're really good at it, too. Thank you. And again, the space that you held on the trip for each of us, it was like a, a big giant group call. And I actually saw on the etherics what you were doing with the whole group. And it was really, really impressive. So again, I just want to thank you, Althea, because it's not easy to do those groups. You know, when we travel, people's stuff comes up. But you allowed everyone a very cool space. It wasn't rigid. It wasn't too much. It was just perfect. So Yeah, thank you. Um, Yes. Well, Althea's special offer is available for you to work directly with her and to take this acceleration on in your own life, in your own journey, which is unique for everyone. So get ready because she is laser-like and can really assist you. Okay, so I'm going to go to, there's a couple questions coming in. I want to get back to what Graham was speaking of because he said, um, the feeling was definitely be a pulling out of his body, and it feels electrical. Um, but it really does feel physical, and his intention is acceptance. And he feels like he keeps getting pulled back into his body, and that can be startling. So again, Althea, it just seems like this is part of that bridge between knowing this feeling and then embodying it. Exactly. And also to know that, you know, if they're keeping, if they're pulling you back in, into the body, if your team is pulling you back or your higher self is pulling you back in the body, know that they're trying to teach you to anchor that vibration in so that when you have a full-blown awakening, that electrical, magnetic expression, you know, you're not popping out and you're taking full responsibility for your vehicle so that you're here and you know so so it's a dance right and so he's learning this beautiful dance and i just wish him all the the joy in his emboldenment because he's in an exciting accelerated time 
beautiful. Yes, this great shift is underway. So again, let's not compare ourselves to others and where they are, but focus on what keeps presenting for each of us. Again, for me personally, there's still some not-so-becoming behaviors that I'm witnessing. But you know, when we get down to that Uh, The core wound, as some people call it, or Althea, the wounded child, the inner child, we can be responsible for how we feel and we just get stronger at what we're doing, more aware at what we're doing, and we move through things much more quickly. And that is the acceleration that we speak of as well. And on the flip side of all of it really is some beautiful creations that we have, some beautiful experiences that we have, connections with other people. So no matter where anyone is, keep your eye on the prize because it is beautiful. And there's many, many, there's a bazillion ways to ascend. Okay, let's go to another caller. This time I'm headed over to Regina S.K., I don't know what SK is, but the numbers end in 1374. So let's go to Regina SK. Hello, you're unmuted. Hi, it's Sandra Jean. It's uh, Saskatchewan. Regina Saskatchewan in Canada. Yes. Hi. Thank you, and I'm glad things were going so beautifully for everybody. What an experience. Mm. Just just imagine... In a lake with crystals. My <laughs> word. That's awesome. Thank you for this call. Thank you. Thank you. How can I help you? I'm another one that's ready to move. I've been house sitting for a friend and um I came for a couple few months, just a few months and I've been here almost two and a half years, but I'm ready to move on for doing living in my own place and doing work that I like to do. I feel rather stagnant here and not able to use my talents. Mm-hmm. Although I've been a big help, it's been really good that I've been here in other ways. But I'm First ready thing to they get said on. to me is about you sharing your work. Your work needs to be something that is a heart share for you. And it's yeah. like a heart share, uh, exclamation marks, many, many of those. So that was that was what immediately came up. Your work. What what what's your specific question? Um, what do you want to know about I you? I would like to know specifically what type of work I'm going to be doing. I was a registered nurse for many years and got discouraged with that. Although I was good and got into natural therapies in the early 1980s. And had my own clinic and was very, very busy. Um, These people are lovely, but they're not the type of people that are into the same type of work that I would like to do. So I would like to get back to writing and teaching and doing the work that I did. But now, especially having been in a car accident, that uh, is quite an interesting story. I've gained so much more knowledge and I can build on what I used to do and I'm looking forward to living, being settled in a place where I can do the work that I love to do. Can I get your name again? Um, My first name is hyphenated. It's Sandra Jean. Okay, Sandra Jean. Um, Sandra Jean, what I was seeing was that your talents are like 
everywhere. You have a wide swath of talents. And it's almost like how do I distill all those talents into something that's meaningful to you? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you have so many crayons that the the painting is like, you know, it's like everything. And so it's like if you can narrow yourself down to, like you said, writing, but writing about what? You know, um, if you're going to express yourself in one way, I'd like to see you pick up to three things, not just one, but up to three things that you're willing to speak about, write about, and express. And try to, this would be like a session, but basically move into the one that feels like it has the most electrical or the most staying power. Those are two words I want to throw your way. Electrical staying power. So the one that you're going to commit to and play with. And I don't mean commitment Mm -hmm. like a lifetime, meaning commitment like a year. Something that you're going to put in and play with. Mold, clay, see what you can do. But narrow down three things. Three things. Because you have so much experience soul-wise that you're having a difficult time um, choosing. That's right. right. Choosing. And, you know, and it's like, it's kind of like you're a big soul. I saw your soul. It's quite beautiful. And you have some pieces. But when you you pick these new three, these three things, um, you might find that you will begin expressing it in a new way that your soul has not even tried before, which will juice you up. So, Go start with the three things. I know it sounds Mm -hmm. vague, but start with three things. Do some homework. Like, what will it be? Okay? Like, I'm a writer, but I don't want to write about everything. I only want to write about things that I want to talk about. And sometimes there's breaks in between. (laughs) And, you know, and I'm supposed to be producing, Mm -hmm. what, weekly or something? No, I don't even do that. I produce when it's ready. So, again, you know, something that works in your own rhythm and timing, but that feels really magnetic or electric to you. Yes, thank you. That makes so much sense. Yes, you're you're absolutely correct. It's it's overwhelming. Yes, and because you haven't had that level of expression in a while, there's a little bit of throat stuff coming up, kind of constriction about speaking your voice or sharing Mm -hmm. your own truth, and it it just goes with the par. It goes with, you know, being on that uh, edge, the leading edge of speaking about things that, you know, maybe people you think might not be interested in, but they are. Okay, because they used to laugh at me and make, you know, make jokes about me being ridiculous but some no, of them want you to be later, yeah not some anymore. of them came later and said how did you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so it, it's I more people yes 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 and so it's like this part of you just hasn't had its expression in a long time and needs to be you know yeah, there's yeah. A, a there's a lot of people and peers in my industry they're probably far more eloquent than I am, but I like to have fun and I like to break it down in new ways and say it in five different different new ways and it's fun. So in your finding your own rhythm, it's that's what's going to get you going. So it's really narrowing three things, find your rhythm, know that the throat's going to constrict and it's going to feel a little awkward for a while, but you'll move past it. Oh, thank you very much. Yes. You're welcome. I did lots before the accident. It's getting 
getting into being able to do things, but I have to do them a bit differently now. But this is very hopeful. Thank you so much. You're more than welcome. Blessings. Thank you, ladies. Thank Yay. you. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra Jean. We love for everyone to feel hopeful. Yes. You know, it's like if it feels magnetic and electric, just follow it and do it. Yes. What a powerful time for all of that. I love it. I really do. Okay, well, I love this conversation, and so we're going to do one more. I know I'm pushing it, Althea, but... Um, she always was, does, everybody. She always I does. I always <laughs> do. And there's there's more questions than and comments that we can get to. Our apologies, but um, let's take one more caller. Let's go up to Kansas City, Missouri, phone number ending in uh, 5452. You are unmuted. Hello, what's your name? My name is Ramey. Hi, Ramey. Hi, Hi how are you? Hi, hi. Thank you. So my question is, um, I don't know. I, I'm a. I believe I'm aligned. Am I with my purpose? <laughs> okay. Well, what I got from you initially was uh-huh. that there's a little bit of reluctance to be seen. Okay. Uh-huh. A re- uh-huh. reluctance to be seen. True. And uh, so I'm not going to capitalize on that. Honestly, you're done with it. <laughs> you oh, really God. are. There's a tendency, and it's like I'm not going to just be you know, to stoke that flame. My gosh, girl, I just want to slap my, my side and say, girl, move on. It's time to oh. move on. It's time to, in some way, shine that makes you feel, oh, gosh, that makes you feel centered. So when you start to shine, it isn't reaching out in a way that other people do, okay? It's Mm -hmm. reaching for a way that makes you feel good, and that's going to be completely different. And your task is to figure figure out, like the previous caller, interesting, what that is. There's a centeredness that comes with your shine, okay? And that centeredness makes you feel good about what you're saying and doing and feeling, and that is for you to discover because oh. the part of you that showed up at the call was to say she's done, she's moving on, she's now exploring. And this exploration is only in which it's like the words and thoughts and deeds that come out of you have to be ones that make you feel, and I want to say centered, so your back is straight, your shoulders are back, and your heart's forward, and you're not moving side to side. You feel good. You feel like the flow is solid, and it's going to have that level of feeling. So if you're starting to do something where you're collapsing the bridge of your body, your torso, your shoulders are moving forward, your back's starting to poke out, you know, the breasts are moving inwards, you know, that kind of thing, it isn't your center, okay? So okay. Watch, watch your body language. See if the words that come out of your mouth are supporting your center or not. Okay, okay. Okay? It sounds, so we're not. Yeah. Yeah. We're not okay. reaching for broken anymore. Okay. You're, yeah, you're beyond so that. Good. So it sounds like I have to learn to be centered in my power. True. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And whatever, whatever exercise or activity or whatever, you'll know it because your heart's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. But if it isn't and you're starting to collapse or showing me you're starting to bend forward or doing that kind of, you know, torso shielding, uh-uh, not yours to do. Not yours. Okay. And I like to say my name's not on it. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> All okay. right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome. You had another question. What was it? Um, I can't 
I I I think I'm I don't know. <laughs> I'm stunned actually that I even got on the call. Um, stand in my power, go forward. I believe. Um, do you see me? I, I'm, I think I'm going to start doing uh, retreats. I teach yoga, and <laughs> and I'm nervous. Yeah, and I'm nervous okay. about it. Yeah, I'll tell you where I, what I see. It's a okay. future forward moment for you. It's future mm-hmm. forward because I see the stargate. I see you moving into it. I see you finding center within it. Oh, good. Okay, great. Well, good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> we can tell <laughs> that brings joy. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's like sometimes when we're so good for that, we're going for the joy, it just feels right. The ego is so sneaky, Uh (laughs) and it can come in and just kind of sabotage us and tell us, really? So, yeah. Yeah, who do you think you are? (laughs) Yeah, so then I would say, who are you not? So what I would suggest you do is you go in and you love up that ego. You love yeah. up the okay. ego that wants to shine and everybody who wants to come with their judgment fingers and say, that's your spiritual ego, that's your whatever. And then you say, hmm, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but I'm happy. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And my spiritual ego can come with me. <laughs> yeah. You know? We can come to the party. <laughs> in yeah. the back seat, though. In the exactly. back seat. <laughs> yeah, in the back. Just keep it low. <laughs> we love up the ego. Woohoo. Yeah. Woohoo. Very You'll good. know. It's self it self corrects because all of chaos will end up in its own way self correcting. So it's like I don't really put all my attention on the part of me that needs extra assistance or whatever. Well I do I do, do the work, but I'd rather just go for the things that I want to do and you know when you're in flow because you wanna learn. You want to you you want to open up to new information. That's that that flow, right? And right. it's like as you're you're thinking about, oh gosh, I want to create this class. What's it going to look like? What's it going to do? You know, that's when you're in the flow. When the spiritual ego comes up is when you're actually teaching the class and everybody's looking at you for some type of mastery, and you're like, oh my god, I'm an apprentice. Well, well, <laughs> when that comes up, just love yourself, dance a little wiggle, you know, shake yeah. your asana, and then move on. <laughs> You're funny. Take uh, <laughs> your asana. I love it. May You're I welcome. use that? <laughs> yeah, it came from my teacher. You use it. <laughs> okay, I shall. All right. Thank You're you welcome. very much again. Bye bye. Have a great day. Take your bye. asana and Thank get you. your karma off my ass. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Do we have bumper stickers? <laughs> I know, right? Right? T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. This is Thank our you. empowerment, yes. Yeah. Well, you know, Althea, I know that we are all sitting here with giant spines, super straight, centered in our power, and we're loving up our ego. It feels really good. You have left us yeah. in such a beautiful, empowered space, as always. We just love the work that you do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you to all the callers that participated, and I so appreciate it. I mean, who, who gets this opportunity to talk about an adventure that they create from the heart in this way? And I'm thank, thankful, Loren, that you came, and um, I'm just thankful for this opportunity. Well, we're thankful for you too, Althea, and for the tireless work that you do with your clients, really assisting with their acceleration in consciousness. And it doesn't have to be hard. 
it can go with ease and grace if we're willing to do this inner work and to really take that responsibility in our awareness. So everyone, follow that joy, love up your ego, and stay centered in your power. Althea Provost, thank you, thank you, thank you for this quantum conversation. Well, as we dance our way now to the Cosmic Heart, let's just have a little bit of fun. I know Vakti and some others will want to dance. Just have fun with this. If not, find something that you do love to move to because this is our way in a collective effort that we can just hang out and send our collective intentions across the universe to the Cosmic Heart. Enjoy.
The conference is now completed. Goodbye.